Hello and welcome to PageCast. It's the dedicated book podcast brought to you by Jonathan Ball Publishers. I'm Michelle Magwood. I'm going to be talking to Batia Bricker. She's the general manager for books and brand at Exclusive Books. And we're doing a kind of holiday roundup of the best books on shelves at the moment. Batia, I love talking shop with Batia. She's been in the book industry for more than 20 years. She spent 13 years at Exclusive Books. Then she took a sabbatical for seven years. I know she had some children in that time. Um, and she ran her own small publishing house and curated programs for various national book fairs. And then she returned home to Exclusive Books about three years ago. She has been helping steer the company very successfully through the pandemic and um, on and into the future. So welcome, Batia. As I say, it's always good to talk with you. This is my most favorite thing, Michelle, to talk books and nothing could be better. So thank you for the opportunity. We're going to talk specifically about the list, you know, the famous exclusive books list, which used to be called Publisher's Choice. And it showcases a fabulous range of books. And this year is a particularly good range of books for holiday reading and for gifts. Tell us more about the thinking behind it. Exclusive Books always chooses a selection of titles for Christmas and we curate a selection that we hope will feature something for everybody. Books are the most ideal gift. Really, if you walk into a bookstore, you can get a gift for absolutely anyone and everyone on your list. And that's what we try to do. So we choose the books for their giftability, books that will make an amazing gift. 162 titles on the list, which is an enormous list, but I think it goes and points to the diversity that people are reading, the range of things that people want to be reading about. And truly, there will be something for everybody on a list of 162 amazing titles. Sure. So I know it happens quite early in the year as you go to the publishers and you say, <laughs> right, give us your best. But it must be a yes. terribly difficult choosing. Well, Christmas happens in July for us. We meet in July and the publishers suggest they come and present to the store managers, all the store managers of exclusive books. You know, during the year, traditionally, we don't buy centrally, which means that each store manager is buying books for their own store. And it means then that the range in Nelspreit is different to the range in Hyde Park is different to Somerset West, which is what we like. It's almost like a, a chain of independence. But Christmas time, we all get together and the publishers come and present their titles to us. And then we debate and discuss and we generally arm wrestle the titles that we are going to feature nationally as a chain across all exclusive books. So we look for giftability. We look for range. Exclusive books, we sell 20% of our sales is top sellers, like all the best sellers that people know and talk about. But 80% of our sales is range. It's ones and twos of sometimes rather obscure titles. So we know how important range is to our customers. And that's something we bear in mind when we choose titles. And then, of course, we also look at the top sellers from the year before and make sure that we're ticking boxes that we know people will be looking for. Something else we know about customers at Christmas time is that half the customers in our stores in December are not regular book buyers or they're not regular exclusive books buyers. And we know that from our fanatics program. So that means these are people coming in, probably buying gifts, maybe coming in once a year. It's important to find books that will be on trend, that will appeal to, to people who may not be traditional readers, 
but who may be interested in a particular topic. So if we know that African iconic personalities have been doing well the last couple of years, then we make sure that that, that is represented on the list. And also displays that, that capture people's attention, especially for those reluctant customers, as you say. I remember your CEO, Grattan Kirk, saying this, uh, there were a lot of South Africans who go to a bookshop once a year. Um, and this, and yes. this is that time. So, you know, hopefully you'll catch their eye with something else as well. What are your surefire winners for booksellers at this time of the year? Well, it depends very much on that particular store and that particular market. There are always the page turners, the, the kind of big names that we always make sure we cover on the list. That's the, the Stephen Kings, the Terry Pratchett, the Patricia Cornwells. There are those. But then I think that given the range, there really is something in psychology, in sport, in the children's section. Fiction is incredibly strong. I think that the Kate Atkinson is going to do incredibly well, um, the Shrines of Gaiety. What we're hoping is that there aren't the kind of big biggies at the top, there always will be, but that we give fair due to the range of 160 odd. Well, you really have. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm saving, obviously, Maggie O'Farrell's mum, um, marriage portrait <laughs> uh, for holiday reading. I'm saving Ian McEwan and I'm reading Barbara Kingsolver at the time. And they uh, are, as you say, they're the big hitters. But I was so pleased to see in your catalogue a book, and I imagine it's a small book because I haven't actually picked it up yet, by Dennis Herson, 30-Minute Bar Mitzvah. That absolutely jumped out at me because Dennis Herson is, I think, one of South Africa's great writers, but probably one of the least known. You know, he's lived in France for many years, but he's an exceptional writer. So I was really delighted to see sort of an outlier like him in your list. We did debate this a lot. You know, Bar Mitzvahs and Christmas, does this go? But there <laughs> are many people who don't necessarily read particularly Christmas titles, obviously, at the end of the year, and particularly in the Southern Hemisphere when we are having our summer holidays. So that allowed us a little gap um, to sneak Dennis Herson in. And it is just such a delight. I think it's a slice of South African history and family history. And as, you know, all Dennis's books are gentle but profound and really rich in their details. So I think that's something to look out for. Biographies is really my favorite genre, I must say, along with fiction. And so I'm, I've picked up Edward Enifel's book, uh, Visible Man. You know, he's the, the Vogue editor. Oh, and I, what I will say in terms of biography is um, I was in New York. And I can tell you that yes. it's Matthew Perry all the way. Matthew Perry <laughs> is everywhere. <laughs> well, friends, you know, friends. <laughs> yes, yeah. It seems like it's a hell of a story too. It's about his alcoholism. He is, I think, a very complicated guy. He is a complicated man. And what the critics are saying, just the, the gist of it, is that this book took enormous courage to write. I think it's reflective of a lot of the books that we're seeing now post-pandemic. You know, that veneer of My Perfect Life and um, Everything's Wonderful and, you know, it, it, that veneer has been stripped away by the pandemic. And I think people are craving authentic stories, real stories, um, maybe unvarnished, maybe not so perfect. And this is the kind of story, a really authentic journey into some very real struggles. And he's being applauded for that. I think you're right about um, a new honesty um, in writing, which of course is, is very welcome. But if you think of um, Richard E. Grant's book, 
which is really, it's about, yeah. you know, the death of his wife, um, a pocket full of happiness. It's, it's terribly sad, but it's, it's, it's also very uplifting. It, well, it, 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 it's hopeful. And you know, Richard is just name dropping all the way. <laughs> <laughs> what I loved about the Richard E. Grant book, um, it's called A Pocket Full of Happiness, is how accessible and, and doable the takeaway was. Because although the book is about how he met his wife and then how he lost her, um, it's very, it is sad and it is about grief and loss and coming to terms with those things, which we've seen quite a lot of on the shelves, by the way. Um, this is really a theme. Grief and loss is something we're seeing all over the place. But the message that she leaves him with, that every day he needs to look for a pocket full of happiness, is something I think so doable for, for all of us. You know, we can't all have marvelous days and some days are better than others and some times are difficult. But everyone can find just a pocket full of happiness in your day. And mm. I think that that's something that has stayed with me after reading the book. And brave. I think brave of him to, you know, to put that out. A very, very private thing to put it out. And I, I guess I see he's getting a lot of support, you know, from his fans. What other spiritual books stand out for you, Batia? <laughs> well, I'm a huge Ryan Holiday fan. And his newest book is called Discipline is Destiny. It's the third. The first one was Courage is Calling. And he also did The Obstacle is the Way and Stillness is the Key, which was so profound. But this one is about discipline. And I found this one the most difficult to read, perhaps because it's difficult for me to resist the chocolate and the wine and the, you know, self-discipline is a difficult thing. But discipline is destiny. And the habits that you form and you continually do are the things that will shape your life, both physically and emotionally and spiritually. So I found this a really important book for me to read right now, just to set me on a course on how I want to perhaps think about the next 12 months. But for holiday, for true holiday reading and relaxation, what do you think you'll be taking with you in your hand luggage? Well, there are a few that I am sorry I've read because I can't read them again. Well, I suppose I can, but um, the one is Richard Osman's The Bullet That Missed. Um, and this yes. kind of caper, fun reading, it's, it is a murder mystery, but it's all very light. It's neatly solved at the end. There are no loose or messy conclusions in sight. And you have these quirky characters who solve this mystery. What he actually did was just take the famous five and make them geriatrics. And that's how he <laughs> created that team. So it's, it's part of what we're seeing a lot of. We're seeing a, a revival, the rise and the rise of the cozy murder. And I know from HarperCollins what is coming in my luggage to read on the beach is Death Comes Tomorrow. And I know that's only coming out in January, but it's the new Robert uh, Thorogood. He is the scriptwriter behind Death in Paradise, if, if you know that series. And the Marlowe mm -hmm. Club is part of that cozy murder thing that seems to be sweeping the world over and certainly at exclusive books as well. So I would recommend that. The other one that I'm sorry I've read is the Maggie O'Farrell because it's so beautiful and so captivating. Um, I just want to read, if I may, um, the historical sure. note, because that's what hooked me. It says here in 1560, 15-year-old Lucrezia Cosimo de Medici left Florence to begin her married life with Alfonso II d'Este, Duke of Ferrara. Less than a year later, she would be dead. The official cause of her death was given as putrid fever, but it was rumoured that she had been murdered by her husband. 
This is Maggie O'Farrell, who wrote Hamnet and won all those awards for Hamnet. It's absolutely beautifully written, and you're kind of on tenterhooks the whole way. I loved it. So I am sorry that I can't read it again, and I highly recommend it. But the one that I'm reading or taking with me that perhaps is not for the beach, but certainly holiday reading, is the Bill Bryson, The Body Illustrated. The Body, when Bill Bryson wrote it, was a multi, uh, it, it sold millions and millions of copies, international bestseller. But this is the illustrated version. And he writes that we spend our whole lives in one body, and yet most of us have practically no idea how it works or what goes on inside. This book I picked up just because I thought, well, I better see what it's about and, and you know, what's inside and so I can speak about it. And I couldn't put it down. It's absolutely riveting. And you get to have the pictures for, for when your brain needs a bit of a rest. So that is coming with me in my luggage. Do you think Bill Bryson will tell us what putrid fever is in that book? Because <laughs> I'm fascinated at, what the, at the thought of what putrid fever would be in Maggie O'Farrell's book. But I'll find that out when I read it. Well, just look at the pictures of syphilis in, in the, the body <laughs> illustrated, and that perhaps would give you an idea. It's quite gruesome. Ooh. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to, in, in terms of fiction, um, and as I say, the Barbara Kingsolver I'm finding brilliant. I'm looking forward to reading Sue Inyati's new one, An Angel's Demise. I mean, I think she's really coming on in leaps and bounds as a fiction writer. Do you agree? Yes, she is. And this was another book that I picked up because I thought I better know what it's about. And 40 pages in, I was still hooked. Usually, mm. and I know, Michelle, you and I probably have the same problem, that there's a tsunami of books coming your way that you need to read through. And I usually give it the 40-page test. And if after 40 pages I'm hooked, I carry on. And if not, I put it aside. And this one, I continued. Oh, good. That's very good. I'm also I'm going to, I think, take this opportunity, as you as you recommend, to start the Dudu Bassani Dupe books. Now, we have to say, uh, Batia, that this has changed the landscape of South African books. Dudu has, don't you think, with this series it of books? It has indeed. It's, it's firstly attracted a whole range of readers who may not have found the fiction they wanted on the shelves. It's also because I think of the on-screen adaptation, it enhanced its appeal and really exploded in its accessibility. So yes, I, I would agree this has changed the landscape. And in fact, we had a, a booksellers quiz last night and three of the questions were around to do Basani Dubi's books. Wow. So that gives you a sense of how much her, well, her, that her books have really influenced the, the publishing and book landscape in South Africa and what people are reading. She's becoming our own Colleen Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, before we get on to the young adult and children's category, which I want you to talk me through, I want to quickly sneak in food because there are a couple of amazing mm. food books here. The one I've got my eye on is Persiana. Uh, by Sabrina Oh, Gaylor. Michelle, it is too wonderful, and I have already cooked from it. Serena Gayle has so much richness to share in both her recipes and the ingredients she uses and even her methods. And it's certainly Persiana every day for me. What I loved about it is you get all that sort of exotic flavor and, and interest 
but it's everyday cooking and it's mm. easy. I, I love that. And the other one that I've loved and I've also already cooked from is the Donna Hay, the Fast Five. You need to try those salt and vinegar smashed potatoes. They're outstanding. <laughs> and uh, she always just, it, she's got such flair and that comes off on the pages. It's nice to have her back. Um, that she was had a bit of a hiatus there. Adult, I suppose I should really separate them out, children and young adult. Uh, that's a huge uh, category for exclusive books, isn't it? It is, and it's bigger than ever. The world is, is quite complex, and we are having to navigate so many issues. Children are having to navigate so many issues. And because there's a book for everything, and books should help you, navigate your way through life we're starting to see books that reflect all kinds of realities so obviously in for the little ones it's charm and there's delight and and they're, they're lovely books that you know will be enjoyed by little ones as we get older the topics become perhaps a little heavier but also more complex we have a book called the asparagus bunch where she talks about neurodiverse characters. That is something new that we are seeing. And that's why we've divided our children's section. It's quite granular because these topics need to be age appropriate, obviously. So the 10 to 12 year old is a very different reader actually from the teen or the young adult. In terms of gift giving, uh, you've given us some ideas for youngsters there. I am going to be handing every man folk in my clan the autobiography of Faf Duplessis. I think that's going to be a fly off the shelves, don't you think? I think Faf is going to be enormous. The other one that I think is going to be really big is Whitey, um, which is about Whitey Basson, who started ShopRite, written by Neil Jaber. And what I like about Whitey is that it's a very authentic, down-to-earth account of a very down-to-earth man. There's very little polish here, as he is, and um, that comes through in the book. And I think that people are enchanted by Whitey and what he achieved in the retail space in South Africa. So I think that that is going to be a big one. The other one that I think is going to do well, and it's got a completely different feel, is the Patrice Mutsepe. Right. story written by Janice Smith because, there, again, there's an icon, um, a South African icon certainly and leader um, who has never had his story told. So this is his story. It's obviously got more glamour to it because he's a more glamorous character than a whitey, for example. Um, but I think you also get a sense of, of who Patrice is and what his visions are for the future. So I think that's going to be a biggie as well. I've read it and I liked it very much. And what I didn't know about Patrice's is his extraordinary um, charity work. We yeah. knew he was a generous benefactor, but not to this extent. So, yeah, I'd also I'd also recommend that. One of the other books I'm going to give as a gift is The Felt Birds of Southern Africa, another huge fat bird book. And as you probably know, birders are notoriously picky and difficult to please um, and pernickety. <laughs> it seems as though it seems as though they're very happy for the, with this book. Jonathan Paul, CEO Eugene Ashton at the launch, he said, "This is every single bird in the country is here in our big fat book." He said, and it went to print. He said, and in the last week, while the book was being printed, they found a new wood warbler. So, oh no! <laughs> oh no! So it was hilarious. So it's um, almost, <laughs> but not quite, every single blooming bird in South Africa. <laughs> oh dear! Another. 
big fat book that I think makes the most amazing gift, and I have actually already given it as a gift, is a book called Make the Most of Your Time on Earth. It's a rough guide to 1,000 places on Earth that you can consider visiting um, and activities to be done and places to be seen and wonders to be enjoyed. It's the kind of book that you dip in and out, but it will feed your wanderlust and it will certainly give you a sense of what's next, where to next, which we've all done after the pandemic, um, you know, sort of planned a trip to somewhere wonderful, whatever wonderful means to you. So I think that that kind of book is a book you can give almost anybody and they'll love it. Mm. I think that sounds wonderful. I'm going to certainly look that one out. I'll tell you, and I'll start, you know, coming to the end of our conversation now. The one book that I've been waiting for, and I'm still, you know, I, I can't wait to get my hands on, is Simon Seabag Montefiore, who is an extraordinary writer. And he has taken on no less than the world. <laughs> so he's, he has written the history of the world. Um, and he's telling it through, from what I, from what I understand in the reading around it, He's telling it through a number of dynasties, the history of the world through a number of dynasties. And so you have the Medicis, you have the Caesars, you have the Zulus, you have all these various families, and he pulls the threads all together. And apparently it is staggering. So um, I'm really looking forward to that, the world, you know, Simon Seabag Montefiore. I think book lovers always love books about books. And so a short history of the world, um, 50 books that tell the story of the world is another one that I, is going to get my attention in the holidays and I think will make a perfect gift for a, for a book lover. Um, it's really the story, the narrative of our civilization through books. And I love getting a different perspective of, of history through a different lens and books are an amazing way to do that, to track that and to reflect mirrors and windows into uh, into history and until today. So I think that that is a brilliant book for a book lover. You're absolutely right. Mirrors and windows. And you, if you think of two other books that you have on your list are Zapiro and Madam and Eve. And where would we be in South Africa without Zapiro right. and Madam and Eve <laughs> holding up a mirror to us? Um, and that's it, like, and what would Christmas be without those books on the shelves? I'm sure you agree. Indeed, it wouldn't be Christmas mm. without those two. But yeah, I think it's, um, I'm afraid it's time to wrap this up. Um, I've enjoyed chatting to you. I'm like, very excited. Some of those books you know, you've been talking about. Uh, listeners can remember to pick up the catalogue, which contains all of these books and many, many more puzzles and all sorts you've got in there. Um, and the list is in all exclusive books stores, isn't it? It's in all exclusive books and you can't miss it because it has the old fashioned charm of Santa, of a Father Christmas with his elves shopping at exclusive books. And we've dubbed ourselves Santa's number one supplier this year. Batia, thanks so much for talking to PageCast and all the best to you for 2023. Thank you. Happy reading.